In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley, and my podcast pal is the one, the only, Travis Ratz, live and in person. Travis Ratz. It's been a while since we've done a podcast. It's been a while. Because I've been fighting the man in Arizona, and you're here right next to me right now, like not in Japan. It feels good, man. I heard the call. I heard you were fighting the man, and I was like, I got I to gotta help him. I got to so get I there. I slung my samurai sword on my back, <laughs> put my geisha <laughs> outfit on, and I'm over here. I'm glad. I'm glad. You know what? That sounds like a comic book. A uh, samurai geisha. Are you you want to write this thing and pitch yeah. it to? We can pitch it to Image right now. We don't even have time to do a podcast, and you want to write a comic book. <laughs> I'm just an idea man. So if we come up with the idea and we pitch it to, if we pitch it to Image. God, I wish Idea Man was a career. I right? feel like if you could major in Idea Man, like that would be that would be crazy. Like, what do you do? I just come up with ideas. Yeah. Is um, listen, studio audience, if there is a job that requires an idea man and that's what it is and you could hire either myself or travis for that position i'm asking you to reach out to us idea men hire idea men both. oh hire us both. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're a package deal we're a yeah. package deal we're teachers we're used to working for little pay yeah i would like more benefits pay. benefits course, would be nice benefits of course nice. yeah because we're we're going to go off the rails uh it's really going to be the the start of a downward decline in our lives right. as idea men i'm thinking like <laughs> mad men there's gonna be a lot of drinking yeah. a lot of shenanigans because that's the only way you gave the best ideas after you drink oh yeah for sure so yeah. guys it's been a while since we've done a podcast i, I know have. i don't even know who listens to the podcast anymore if you're even listening to this you came back of the hiatus i want to say thank you if you've been clamoring for comic exposure and our dead twitter feed as it is right now um all you have to do is go ahead and google teacher strike in arizona and then you'll know what the last four weeks of my life no Oh, like three months, months, three yeah. months of my life have been like in Arizona. Uh, and then right now I'm doing a, a big ballot initiative. So I'm super busy here, but I wanted a podcast with my pal Travis while he's here. So we're not talking about a specific, uh, we're not talking about a specific comic book today. This is a, a good old variant edition. We're going to do a little comic book catch up. We're going to talk a little bit about comic book movies that have been coming out. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, TV shows that we've seen. My experience at uh, uh, Comic Con in Phoenix this year, uh, and we're just we're gonna we're gonna chat a little bit. We're gonna shoot the shit. We're gonna yeah, say. and and hopefully, if you get nothing out of this, we get something out of it, and really, that's what matters. So I want to talk to you first about well, we we just got back from getting pizza, and we've been catching up for about an, a couple hours here. Yeah. Uh, and one of the main topics has been uh, Josh's son uh, is. Uh, obsessed with wwe yeah and uh so much so that like you're at this point you're like you know a lot of kids say like oh i'm gonna be a, a, a professional wrestler but he says it with such sincerity yeah that no. now as a parent you have to like kind of approach everything as like well how do i make this happen for my son right and what is it like being the the uh father of a future <laughs> wwe star like what do you, what, what, do, what do people what do parents of of future wwe stars so, need to know here's what you do not only are you paying for the WWE Network, you're also paying for Ring of Honor. You're also paying for access to New Japan. And you watch more wrestling than anything else in your house because your son is desperately obsessed. 
Uh, and you spend car rides listening to entrance music for wrestlers. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. that, that, that's your, that's your <laughs> he, theme he music in the car? He requests. He's like, Dad, can we listen to Shinsuke Nakamura's? I'm like, okay, dude, we'll turn it on. Does he ever go like old school? Like, is, is like 1980s intros, is that like listening to like doo-wop? It's not, a, it's not as good. They've really honed in on entrance music these days. There's like a, there's like a specific quality to okay. good entrance music these days. Uh, but you listen to a lot of entrance music and then sometimes you listen to music and your son goes, this would be good entrance music. Oh, <laughs> like he, yeah, we yeah. listened to some metal. So we had a slight obsession with power metal and we were trying to figure out which power metal song would be the best entrance okay. music for him. Uh, and then he talks about like what his kit would look like. What is gear, what's his gear going to look like? Is that they call it a kit? Yeah. Like his gear, yeah, 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 what his yeah, yeah. gear is when he comes in. Uh, it's interesting stuff, man. I think of, you just roll with it. I think the theme song, you know, my one of my favorite ones from the back in the day was uh, Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. I love the money, 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 yeah. money, money. Simple, straight to the point, effective. Uh, DiBiase, perfect. Um, Macho Man has a pretty Macho Man had a good one. Or no, what was his? Ultimate Warrior. Remember Ultimate Warriors is like dun 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 dun. dun. It was like yeah, it was very. Yeah, yeah, they would yeah. come out. Shawn Michaels, um, he's just a sexy, sexy boy, sexy yeah. boy. Which, and he's like, I'm not your boy toy. <laughs> and it was just weird. But there's some, there's some pretty good, there's some pretty good modern day wrestling music, which is weird to say. And then there's a lot of it that's just like shitty new metal. It's all created for the wrestlers, right? Or do they, do they take it from like songs that exist? No, I think it's all created for them, or someone writes it for them. So there's yeah. a lot of like bad new metal. And then there's like, uh, like somehow WWE is stuck in 2002 with the music they use. Right. And then some of them have actually really good, really good, like catchy, fun music that comes out. If you can get the crowd to sing along to your music. That's the thing. That's like, key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're like, they're excited to see because yeah. they want to hear that song. If you can get a hook in your music that people can sing along to. With arms wide open. Yeah. If you could just under use. Under the sunlight. If you could just <laughs> cop Creed. <laughs> Uh, I think you'd be good. You'd be popular for a month, and just like the real Creed, everyone would then hate you. Yeah, yeah. In college, this is an aside that has nothing to do, nothing to do with comic. It's books. all on the side. And if you turned in for a comic book episode, I don't want to tell you. Uh, <laughs> when I was in college, I was in an English. Oh man, an English, an English rude boy 101 band. One hundred one or one hundred two? English one hundred one or one hundred two? I think it was one hundred one. Um, and my professor. Because I went to a university, not a community college. Oh, where they, where, you, all right. Where they had, no, Put your like, dick away, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so like at the community college I went to, you had like some, – some teacher had to teach like one English right, one right, one yeah, class. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure they hated it. Yeah. And they turned it into essentially – we were critics. And so we would watch movies and read books and we would write critiques on them. Right. And one of our things that we had to write was a critique about a piece of music. And I did – with arms wide open by Creed for my okay. critique. I don't remember you just much. Rip it of, a new one. Oh yeah, that's all. It was like I wish I could go back yeah. and find it. I don't have that computer anymore. Yeah, yeah. Who has a computer? It's like, for 15 it's like years you were ago? you were like interneting before the internet. Like you were interneting. Like you were like this song. Like yeah. more like I was I was I was on Tumblr before. I created my own Tumblr before there was. Tumblr. You were trolling. You were yes. trolling Creed before. I was trolling <laughs> Creed before, and I. That's the one. That's one of the papers. I don't remember anything about the paper, but I remember that I wrote. A critique of it was called with mouth wide shut, yeah, with (laughs) shitty music wide open. Um, 
But yeah, so let's let's uh, let's get into it, Travis. What, well, what do you want to talk about first, bud? Well, you know, one of the things that uh, uh, you know in Japan that we got this new movie theater now that shows movies on like release date. Okay, back before even you get them, brother. I know that's unfair. Sixteen hours ahead. That's unfair, right? Yeah. But tables have turned. So I've yeah. seen a, I've seen a couple of the big ones. Okay. Right. Uh, you know, I think the big three this summer. We're not. We won't spend time going over all of these things because you've heard a million podcasts on them. But just you know, we'll catch up and hear. I haven't heard your opinions on these. Yeah. We got Infinity War. We've got Star Wars. Uh, uh, solo, solo, and we have Deadpool, Deadpool? two. Yeah, Deadpool right? two. Yeah. Um, let's go in order of of release. It was Infinity Wars uh, first. Where did you see it, and, and what was your initial opinion? How I many s- times have you seen it? I saw Infinity War twice. Um, I saw it once. I think just Gabby and I saw it the first time, and then we took the kids to go see it. Or Renner to go see. Do you it. do you know. like like even superhero movies? Do you like preview like to see if it's okay? No, or? I think I wanted to see it. I think I saw it. Um, Gab and I went on a date like that Thursday night it yeah. came out or the Friday night it came out. And so we went and saw it. Uh, and then like we – so the Buckley household, we see movies on Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because that's, no that's... one's at the movie theater. Yeah. And, and it's cheap prices I should, too. I should probably – selfie. <laughs> <laughs> I should probably go to – we should probably go to church. Like, well, we I don't know that we have to or we probably should. Uh, but instead of going to church, we go see movies at like 9 – at like nine thirty, I think. In the I morning. think movie theaters are like a temple. It is like a temple. It's quiet. People are solemn. It's communal. There's a spectacle. It's, there's a spirit. Right? You're enjoying. You're there. enjoying something together. Um, so we go see movies at like nine o'clock in the morning at the movie theater. Uh, I really liked it. I thought it was good. I was a little bummed at the ending, and I think everybody was bummed at the ending because they build it as at first they build it as it's going to be a two part. Yeah, exactly. And then they said, nah, they're two separate movies. Yeah. Yeah. It's clearly a two part. Exactly. Um, and I'm okay with that, but it ended on like a real like bummer note. Right. Right. It was real. It was real empire strikes back kind of ending on it. Yeah. 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 Very much empire strikes back. I thought like, I like that movie more than I thought I would. Um, I, it was the best, I think it was the best possible culmination of 10 years of movies. Oh, it was, it was fantastic. It was, that was part of it. That was in the back of my mind too. It was like, you know what? I went into it. I'm like, okay, if, if I don't like it, it's like, it's still like, it's a feat. Yeah. Right? Like the fact that they, they even set this up is amazing. And then when I liked it, Wait, I did was they tie like, like 17 movies yeah. together. Cause I, I was watching, I'm like, oh, yeah, I, about three, like about a quarter way through. I'm like, I'm going to watch this again. Like I, I already yeah. knew, like I, I'm like, I liked it enough. I'm like, oh, I'm definitely going to watch the movie again. Uh, and I thought Brolin, which is so dang good. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm going to say, I'm going to say he was damn good. He was I'm damn not even going to say dang. I'm going to say damn. Damn good. He was damn good, man. Like just to pull that off. Cause you got bits and pieces of him in previous things. And you're like, none of it was like really that appealing, you know, of him and his yeah. like previous roles as Thanos. And then he comes in and it's just this whole Thanos movie. And you're like, this dude is killing it. Yeah. Literally killing everything. Killing in the movie, literally right? half the population. Yeah. It was good. It was good. Um, it was very much a um, let's find you know the it was like the most MacGuffinist MacGuffin right, of right. all the oh, Marvel sure, sure. movies. Um, I thought there would be more Hunt for the Stones than there was. He just got his hands yeah, on yeah, a yeah, couple yeah. of them really easily before we like off screen too. Yeah, you know, um, 
Yeah, I thought that was. I thought they did a. I thought they did a good job of giving everyone a little bit of time. Right. Obviously, they leaned heavy on certain characters. And I'm sure maybe they'll balance that out in the next film and give the other people a little bit more attention. Uh, but I feel like everyone had a moment. Yeah. So you got as a fan rooting for your favorite characters. You had a moment with all the characters. Some of them got more, and there were some genuinely heartwarming moments. I thought the Gamora scene was genuinely yeah. heart. Like I was just like I genuinely felt for that character. The Spider-Man Tony Stark scene was definitely that like, hurt. But yeah. That hurt. Yeah. Here, here's what I want to know, and here's my one beef: Why did they have to give Thor an eye back? Yeah, I thought they they spent all the time like like I'm like it's cool with like with the eye patch, yeah, right? Yeah, He's yeah. very like very much. It reminds you of Odin. I think it's good. And then they're like, Nah, we want to see this pretty boy's face. Give him an eye back. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just I, I agree with that because I, I thought he was kind of badass, I'm right? Like, I thought it was I thought it was a risk, and I was like, Ooh, that's a that's a that's a big risk. Yeah. You know. And then they just give it back to him. I agree. That was kind of too lame. quick. Yeah, yeah. But I thought I thought it was really good. I thought they did. Thor was an interesting character because I thought. How are they going to balance the old Thor with the new for Thor as yeah. far as like his personality? And I thought they found a good balance. I think it went really well. Here's my question for you: uh, What do you think of the stinger? Oh, uh, with the Captain Marvel. Yeah, Captain yeah, Marvel yeah. reference. Um, well, one I'd forgotten that Samuel Jackson was in the movie. Already. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much happening. I'm like, oh my god, yeah, Nick Fury is in this in this thing. Uh, I think it's. I mean, I guess I, I, I didn't hate it. I, I thought like, okay, does that mean that she's the solution to all this? Um, but I haven't heard anything about the movie. I haven't seen or read much about the Captain Marvel movie other than like who's playing Captain Marvel and like it's supposed to be set in like the 90s or 80s, right? Yeah, it's the 90s. That's why it's a pager. Okay, yeah. So that's why it's like a cheesy pager. You know what? I'm, I'm looking forward to Captain Marvel because I'm, I'm really looking forward to, look, Wonder Woman was a fantastic movie. I thought Wonder Woman was really good. Um, there's a couple, you know, I think some of the special effects were pretty wonky, but the first two-thirds of that movie are great the ending fight of wonder woman is just like every other big cg yeah 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 just fight. smash and yeah. graphics um, versus graphics but i'm excited to see marvel tackle a female hero um just a female lead in it because i think they've done good where they have female leads right now when it when it's you know who they have, but I'm interested to see how they do it. Well, it's interesting because that, that movie will have to end somewhat tragically or sad because she hasn't been around. Right. So the fact that they ha- like that she's not known in the future when, when, yeah. when that means that she's like quit being a superhero or gone into hiding or been in prison somewhere or something. Right. Or, I, or she's been in space. Right. Because right. Captain Marvel was, was like this universal was like, like yeah. you know, out in outer space, you know, she's, so I think they could do that with her or she was stuck in time somewhere because you're not going to age her what if that movie takes place in the 90s and then we see her and what is essentially in the in the movie universe it's 20 it's not 2018 i don't think in the movie universe oh it's not no it's like it's close but i don't think it's exactly there and so it's like what 30 30 years later we're not going to see 50 year old captain marvel so you've got to do something you have to captain america her Right. Well, sure. Powers don't let us let her stay young. I don't know. But I, maybe. Don't, I really don't know much about Captain Marvel as a comic book character. No, I don't. I, I don't either. I mean, I read the first volume uh, that Stephanie DeConnick did. I really liked it. My daughters read a couple of the other ones. We have them. I just haven't gotten around to reading them because I just have too many comic books to read. I just felt like that. I, I guess that the character never really had like a personality to me. Well, like, there did were they ever figure out like a? There like were a, different Captain Marvels. That's a thing. So there's yeah. like three different Captains. So the new one, I think, is I think Carol Danvers as Captain Marvel has been pretty good. You know what? I I bought when we were in Vegas. Uh, I bought Death of Captain Marvel, um, the Jim Starling one, one yeah, yeah. 
Uh, and I have a poster in my classroom that was an original release for the Death of Captain Marvel comic book. So I have a legit. You got like, to get your Captain Marvel information up. People are going to be like, "Why? What is this?" And you're like, oh, "I just have like a poster." I just have the old. It's old Captain Marvel. It's not the Lady Captain Marvel. It's it's um, Captain Marvel. Uh, it's the original one. Um, Captain Misogyny. Captain Misogyny. That's right. Uh, so, but you know what? I'm 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 looking forward to that movie. Um, how are you feeling about Ant Man? What do you think about Ant Man Two? Oh, I, nothing about that movie that I've seen so far seems appealing to me. Uh, it seems except, very middle name? road. It except, seems except the wasp. Except yeah, what's her name? Evangeline Lilly. How can you not? How can you not want to yeah. see a movie with Evangeline Lilly in it? Well, I mean, they haven't really made me want to see it. It just seems very vanilla. It just seems oh, very well, the like, first one was very vanilla. It was yeah, fun. Yeah, it was a fun movie, but it's the most middle of the road. It's a super safe Marvel. I movie. feel like Paul Rudd has lost whatever magical charm spell he had over America <laughs> like six years ago. Remember, like six years ago, like Paul Rudd, we like. He's adorable. And he's slapping and the bass. Yeah, he's slapping the bass. And, and uh, you know, like, um, no, he's not saving Sarah Marshall. But he was no. in it. Yeah, he was in um, it. And, yeah. And so but the I, other guy was in Saving Sarah Marshall. Yeah. Um, uh, who was, so bad. We're like they were ones. brothers. No, they were, like, best friends. Remember he wants him to be in his wedding? Uh, uh Oh yeah, that's a slap uh, of the beast. Yeah, 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 movie. yeah. But it's Pete. No, no, no. That's his name in the movie. He was in Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, gosh, why can't I think of his Son name? Son of a bitch, and he's in the Muppet movie. Yeah, my, How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, why can't I think of this guy? You guys know what I'm talking about. It doesn't People matter. Are screaming into their into their <laughs> the podcast into the void. They're just right. yelling into the void right now. But anyways, okay, so that's that's our Infinity War. Uh, let's talk Solo. What'd you think of Solo? Um, okay, so I enjoyed the movie. I actually enjoyed all three of these movies. So I have no complaints about like. I'm like I'm not tired super. I'm like keep keep making superhero movies. Yeah, uh, I thought Solo was enjoyable, but man, it was just middle of the road. Like I, I was vanilla as could be. Like, but it was, it was way better than I thought it was gonna yeah. be. Well, I came in with like the lowest expectations. The, possible. Yeah, you you talked about it before. You were like you're like uh, what are they gonna do? Like, like right. live up to the actual like? How do you do Han Solo what, better what, than Han Solo? Well, it's, it's how do you do what? the Star Wars fans have turned Han Solo into. Right. Right? You know, the idea if it was just a performance, well, you can, like, you know, people have done it with the Joker right. and stuff like that, but the idea of of what, like, the Star Wars fans have yeah, turned well, the character had, Han Solo into. We've had the 70s to create our own, like, mythos of who Han Solo is. Right. And, and it's hard to live up to that. And then that dude, okay, I thought it was a good movie. It was a fun ride. And really, I'm going to be honest right now, I don't go to movies to think. I don't go to movies to like have an introspection. I want to see a spectacle, and I saw a spectacle. And I want to enjoy them. I never yeah. go into a movie being like, mm, I'm not going to like this. I'm always like, I'm like, I'm, I'm ready for this. Yeah. I'm going to see Jurassic World, uh, whatever it was. The other night. Fallen like, Kingdom. Like, yeah. There's no way it's going to be good, but I go, I want it to be good. Right. I'm, like, I'm rooting for you. Right. I'm rooting and for it you. And it was exactly, so to Solo, better than I thought it would be. But it didn't surpass anything. They're not going to do. They're not going to do a second one now, or like they put everything on hold, right? Isn't they that put it? all the stories on hold right now? Oh, that sucks. See? So no Boba Fett got put on hold. Why did they do the damn movie in March? Yeah, I just don't understand. Like they didn't have a year. They should have take the year to pump the movie through previews, like they do every other movie. People were pissed off because they're like, "Oh, it's over. It's overkill in Star Wars." I go. There's no such thing for me. I'm like, yeah. like put two Star Wars movies out, out a year. I will go see them both. You have my money. You're gonna them. take. I don't. My money. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I sit and I'll binge like eight hours of a, of of a Netflix show for eight hours. I can go and spend seven dollars for a two hour yeah. Star Wars movie every year. Yeah. You got me in the bag. And so, like, the first sign of like 
maybe not box office success, and they're going to pull everything off the table right now? I think they're holding it. I think they want to test the waters, uh, and I think they'll see how the next Star Wars movie does. I don't know. But so to get back to, let's jump. Okay, we're going to jump Deadpool for a sec because you mentioned uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Right. Uh, it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. And although it wasn't awesome, it had dinosaurs, and that's all I need. Yeah, because like a shit ten, ton of dinosaurs too. There's ten a lot year, of dinosaurs. Ten-year-old Josh, who Loves fell dinosaurs. in love. I don't even. How old was it? How old was I when the first? How, what did the original draft uh, come out? I, we were probably like we were probably like between like seven and, and ten. Right, and twelve at the oldest for me. I don't know. It's got a, probably 10, 11, something like that when it came. Yeah, out. I don't think you're twelve. I don't know, but that movie, Jurassic Park, the original Jurassic Park is my favorite movie of all time. That's my favorite movie of all time, too. I decided the other day. I was like, you know what? I was thinking about the park crime. I go, this is not only my favorite movie, but I can make a case that it is, is the it should, best movie. It should be America's favorite yeah, movie. It should be, yeah. Here's why. I will still watch that movie today, and when the dinosaurs come on for the first time, yeah. when they see the brontosaurus or whatever they, they call travel it. They do travel in herds. They do travel in herds. It is. It still makes me. The, it still makes me go. Oh man! The way that those people were, the doctors were looking at those brontosaurus yeah. was the way I was looking at the movie screen. Right? Like, you know, I was just like, da, 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 da. and was, that score comes in. It was perfect. Oh, even oh. the beginning of that movie. You know what really holds up is the beginning where they're in the desert. He takes a raptor yeah. claw and goes, yeah. he'll slit you from here and here. And I want to know what that kid's doing. I want to know what the scared <laughs> raptor kid's doing. Right? What is he up to these days? But Fallen Kingdom was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Um, it wasn't great. But there were dinosaurs, and it was fun, and that's all I want right now. Yeah, I you know it's the tough part watching about Jurassic Park sequels is because you, you have dinosaurs. One of the things is like you have dinosaurs. Stop making new dinosaurs. Like right. <laughs> we're good. We're dinosaurs good. are pretty rad. How dinosaurs they are. are cool on their own. Like you keep turning the old ones into good guys. Then we have to create new bad dinosaurs. Like they're they're dinosaurs. And the second thing is too, it's, it's just, the same story over and over. Yeah, yeah. If you can only do this, you can yeah. only do so much with it. But then I'm like. I kind of like where they're going to take it, where the dinosaurs are just free roaming in America. And I think that's, you know what? If you're going to do it, that's your next step. Yeah, it's like a Planet of the Apes type thing. I wanted them to be like a game reserve, like a hunting reserve, like a most dangerous game where rich yeah. people could go and, and like pay for the experience of okay. it. Yeah. But then someone gets has to get lost. Of course, you have to do the whole finding person thing. Yeah. But I wanted like the, like the, like the, like the, to have a, like a critique on like safari hunting and big game lion hunting. Like, oh, is this fair? Should we, you know, that type of thing. But of course, things go horribly wrong. Right, right. No, that'd be good. We created good. a new gigantic predator. <laughs> it was pretty badass when yeah. the lion is roaring in the dinosaur's face at the end. That yeah, is, that was good. That's a dope image. That was good. All right, so, Deadpool 2. Uh, honestly, so I, I will say this. I did see this streaming on a cam as opposed to movie theater. <laughs> so it did. It's probably going to affect my judgment. But I liked it. I thought it was fun. Not as good as the first one. Uh, but just I think it was missing. I really liked it. One of my things I liked about the first one was the whole love, love story, story aspect. Yeah. And that was, um, you know, that was, it was a different type of story. It was, really, it was really weird. Uh, because there's this critique right now that's in sort of like the narrative of comic books and just in media right now about fridging characters. Where you kill a woman to 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 drive the rest of the story, right? And it's a pretty big thing on the internet, and it, like in in social media and culture, right? That, yeah, yeah. That's something you shouldn't do, and it seems like the writers of Deadpool wink and nod at a bunch of stuff. So it seems weird oh, that they. Okay. I, I'm not sure if they were doing it as a like they. I it's two ways. Either it's real a real tone deaf way to write the story. Mm-hmm. Or it's a giant wink and nod 
to Which, to yeah. a problem in media. And you know what? The movie set itself up in a way that even if they weren't thinking about that, they could afterwards be like when they're getting critiques. Oh yeah, obviously you don't get our sense of yeah, uh, you don't get our I, sense I, of humor. irony and yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we brought her back, and yeah. so none of it matters. Uh, it was fun. It wasn't as good as the first one. I think it wasn't as good as the first one because it was the same. It was the same thing. So it the, wasn't the beats were the same. It, yeah, jokes, it wasn't you know? fresh. Instead of the hands, you have like the or the what was it, it was growing. What was he growing back last time? It was hands. This time is growing back legs. Yeah, right. It, it like it wasn't as it wasn't as fresh. Still funny though, and the best Colossus on screen, the best Juggernaut yep. on screen, best Shatterstar on screen. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably the funniest part of the movie. It was so good. Because what they did is they hyped the shit out of it. Oh, yeah. So nerds were like, Shatterstar's in yep, a movie. They put in like posters and like all this and stuff. And then you just kill them off. Like, and it's like that. X-Force. Like, it's going to be X-Force. Like the new mutants and yeah. X-Force. And then it's like, and you get like some big actors. Like even yeah. in there, you're like, oh, what's his name from uh, the Old Spice commercials? Yeah. Uh, you're like, oh, he's definitely going to be Terry in Cruz Yeah, in Terry Cruz is in it. Not long. We're going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. Yeah, so I thought that was I thought it was good. I thought, yeah, I, was thought good. I I could at least see another four of those. Yeah, I think it's a good like every other year yeah. to have like a palate cleanse of superhero movies. Exactly. Especially if they keep taking risk. Especially if they're just like not afraid to like just completely throw everything on its side and just be and like poke fun at poke fun at the genre. Yeah. And make like, if I know they're kind of going this X Force direction. Yeah. But I, I would be okay if they're like, you know what, we tried not to go with this and then like explain it off of the joke. You yeah. know, at the next movie. I also think like if they the my fear is I don't want them to go too naked gun. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Because they could do that. Because once you start to repeat the cycle of poking fun at comic books, you have to get wackier and wackier. So it becomes Hot Shots Part Two. Right, right, right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's not a bad movie. No, it's when not. When he dips his hands in the ice creams. <laughs> but my point is, like... You become you become too, the joke. Yeah, you it become it, the yeah. yeah. It's not, too spoof and not. It's not meta commentary. It's it's just like it's a spoof. Yeah, of itself. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a a not another teen movie or yeah, like or it's like Mel Brooks on movie. twelve. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's our movie review. I hope you enjoyed it, guys. Yeah, that was all. That so, was the big ones. Yeah. Here's what I know. Travis Raps. I'm I'm behind on this, but Gabby and I. Our love for Riverdale on this podcast is known, and I we sat out season two. We watched a couple episodes, and then life happened, and then we mm. didn't watch it. And then here's the great part that this deal that CW has struck oh, with, with Netflix. Netflix. So as soon as the season ends, you don't have to wait for the new season to start. As soon as the season ends, they dump them on Netflix. And Gabby and I binged uh, Riverdale in a week. It was how many episodes of the second season? I don't know because I'm like episode six, I think it's eighteen or something. Okay, it's yeah, not, I don't think a it's lot. quite, it's quite it's, a bit. I yeah, qu- I don't think it's quite twenty four. Um, it's not a full like. So is this year. recently? You finished it recently? Yeah, so literally okay. like maybe three weeks ago. Or okay, like okay. Um, it was like the one week of summer, um, when we were kind of both, we were both drunk. Yes, we drink a lot <laughs> and we watch Riverdale. Um, Baby, let's get drunk and watch Riverdale. It and was, get, you know, Josh, you know how Riverdale gets you all horn dogged <laughs> out. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. But here's the thing: like, Riverdale does two things for me. One, Clicking. I continually laugh at how much high school is not like that. Like as a high school teacher, right. it is so like ridiculous. And then two, it's. It's so soap opery, but 
the I put this I put this online like the writers and the and the actors and and like the directors have committed to this thing like it's not it's not it's not cheesy in a in like a bad way it's close to soap opera like, like it is it's close to it's very close to general hospital but what they've done is they've taken shot it well they, they've taken a soap <laughs> opera and they've committed to making the best looking yeah, it's, it's most it's referential yeah. thing they could so in this season in season two there is a scene that is silence of the lambs and you're not there yet okay. but it's it's coming okay. and it is the it is perfect it's good it is perfect is it better than sledgehammer archie and jughead from season one yes okay all of a sudden it's like they took all these cues from all these shows and they're like oh we have to show a jail you know how we should show this scene let's just recreate the animal lecter scene scene. (laughs) clearly it is it is fantastic it's like beat for beat like almost like like it's just it's just this beautiful homage to all of these things that's awesome that they take this they take this shitty saccharine thing right and they and they go we're gonna make this the best like we're gonna make this they love it like everyone loves it i mean they hired luke uh from 90210 to be in the (laughs) in the show and molly ringwald yeah yeah it is the most it is the most molly ringwald play archie's mom that is Molly Ringwald. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. So so it's they've taken the most bubblegum sweet thing possible and they said we're going to make this but we're going to make it the best damn bubblegum you've ever had. It's like gourmet fucking popcorn. And you know what? I feel like who owns uh the rights to uh it's not Hannah like uh, who owns the comic? Was that just Archie, Archie? Comics? Yes, just Archie Comics. So they've done something with their brand starting with the comics, yeah. right? Is where they're like do do what you do will. You want Nothing is sacred with these characters. Yeah. Make them fight Predator. Make them uh, uh, like kill each other. Yeah. Make them make them a zombie. Yeah, make them a white beater. Here's you know like here's whatever what I, it is. Here's what Gabby and I were talking about this because um, this is a very mystery season, right? Gabby and I have said we want Archie, we want CW to do a Nancy Drew or the Hardy Boys, a la this. And just run with it. Well, they're doing Sabrina. I think they're going to do it like that. I think I they're doing. So. I think it's. I think it's going to cult Sabrina. I think they're going to go hard on on the genre. I hope so. I don't think it's going to be like Sabrina Teenage Witch. I think it's going to be like the craft. I I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie right now. <laughs> craft is one of my. It's I like, love it. It's a sweet I like. Love if it. you grew up in the '90s, the craft is the best thing ever. Because you know what. Let his feathers tip his support. Oh his god, it's so gr- and the hair falls out in the drain. It's so grotesque. And and there's no movie that Veruca Salt. So, what's Balt, her? Yeah, the word from Wizard of Oz. Veruca Salt. It's no Veruca Salt's oh, the band. band. It's like Veruca Balls. Or yeah, something yeah, like that. Veruca Balls. <laughs> I think it's Balker. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, it is. yeah from uh, yeah. But didn't she date? Uh, didn't she date Marilyn Manson? Oh, that was. Are you thinking of Rose McGowan? Did Rose McGowan date? Yeah, yeah. They Were they both, both in the movie? They uh, was Rose McGowan in was Rose McGowan in the craft? I don't think so. I think it was before Rose McGowan. Hey, guys, Rose McGowan scream. Guys, I need to watch the craft again. I think it's on Netflix. I think it's I'm gonna watch but, the craft. Like, do or do you want to save it for October? I kind of would you're watch enjoy it both it. times. I think I would watch it both times. I want to save Scream for October because Scream is one of the best movies ever made. I haven't seen it in a while. Oh shit, it's so good. Remember and that's they, got Rose McGowan. Does have Rose McGowan? Yeah, she gets killed in the first one. 
because she got boobies and I remember seeing them as a child. That's right. You're, you're younger than me too. That's right. <laughs> so it was like prime. Sweater kittens. It was, it was prime boobies. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. And I feel like Rose McGowan is like a good starter for a, a prepubescent boy. You're probably Like right. it's got all the right features. Yeah. Nothing too threatening. And she also looks like she can bite your dick off. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> So, so here's what I say about Archie. One, here's one of the things I love. That show is lit so well. Oh God, I was watching a so scene the other day. She opened up her locker, and there's kind of just a slight red glow coming from a locker that kind of lit everything up and matched the red in the back. That means they went in there and set up red lights in this locker just so when she opened it, there'd be a slight red glow. And Pops is lit. Any any scene they shoot in Pops beautiful. is amazing. It's the most noir it's so good. shit on earth. It is so but good. But mixed with neon yeah. and the right amount of just like shade. Oh, it's so perfect. It's so good. It's beautiful pro. It's beautiful television. So I think I am. I think we've established with, with the comics that we've been reading and kind of our conversations over the last couple of years. I am very much now in the mind of. Uh, I don't. I don't hold character history or chronologically sacred at all in no. any medium. I go. It's. It's writers and artists. I go. Put good writers and artists on there, and I don't care what you do with the character. And I will read it. Yep. You could turn like. What would be the most sacrilege thing that you could do? Uh, Superman would be one. You'd have to do some. Well, I don't know. They've done a lot of crazy stuff. With well, like Red Sun. You like know, Red they made Sun. him, they made him a, a um, Russian. I don't know. I don't know that there's anything right now. To get to comic books, Tom King is writing the best Batman book that's not about Batman. It's the least Batman book ever, but it is fantastic. He's up in there. He's like in like issue like he's been doing it for two years now. Two, uh, yeah, about probably about two years. I think he's I think he's on I think it's gonna hit issue fifty. Oh wow! No, but they're doing biweekly, so okay, it's okay, a biweekly okay, okay. book. Um, but uh, he's writing like the best Batman non-Batman book there is because it's it's like Catwoman and Batman are getting married. And Mazel tov. Mazel tov. And spoilers. Right. Well, if you haven't read it, guys, it's, it's stay current, folks. Um, but it's it is literally I love it when artists take characters and just just do. And they just have fun. But there's like two things that there's two things I want from comic books. I want the most comic booky shit ever. I want the most ridiculous story you can tell that's just overly comic booky. Or I want you to t- or I want you to take those characters and give them the most normal Monday. Like the vision. Like, exists, like, like vision, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Those are my two extremes. I want you to go back and give me Jack Kirby, or I want you to give me Tom King writing any comic book. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, I say. So you, you polars. You want polls. Yeah. You don't want this middle of the road no, I don't, solo bullshit. I don't want, I don't want, I don't want bullshit <laughs> Justice League comic books. Well, like Archie, we were talking about Riverdale. It's like they picked, they, they said we're all in. Yeah. Like they, everyone had to throw the key, car keys on the table. Like no one's leaving this writer's room right. until we all agree that we're going this direction. We are, we are all in on making this the most ridiculous thing ever. I think that's what I want. So... Travis, have you read? You read a couple. We haven't done any books in the last couple of months, but you said that you read a couple. Yeah, things. I read a couple of uh, trades. I um, I read. Uh, I was telling you about Jeff Lemire's Bloodshot. Yeah. Um, and I was like, ooh, because I'm like, I like Jeff Lemire. Uh, not as much, I'm not as big a fan as, as you are, but I've enjoyed his love his his stuff. his stuff that we we've done. And I was like, that's a weird character for Jeff Lemire to write, right? Like, not only is it weird when he writes superhero characters in general, but Bloodshot, I'm like. Are they trying to make? I'm like, all right. There must be a reason Lemire has picked this character, and I couldn't quite find it in in the first trade that I read of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were some interesting art styles, like, like the photo real. There's like photorealism, but yeah, it was washed over with a kind of a cartoony uh, uh, coloring. 
uh, to it. So um, it was really gr- uh, there were some really grotesque parts in that book, but I couldn't quite nail down what Why he saw he in the character. Yeah. You know, uh, and then I read. Uh, uh, Pizzeria Kamikaze or Pizza Kamikaze, that kind of one-off graphic novel. I'm trying to remember who wrote it now. Ugh. If we were good at yeah, this. Yeah, I know. Exactly. It's been a while. We it's been a while. It's been a while. Um, but yeah, I uh, so that Pizza Kamikaze, was it was, it was solid. I don't know if it would be something that we do for the, the pod podcast, but I think it's right up your alley. It kinda, it's kind of like all my ghosts as far as the art style and okay. the kind of pacing to yeah. it. Uh, but a little less. There's a little more fantastical elements in it. Okay. All right. Um, I've been, I really... You've been powering through them on your San Diego trip. So, you so, know, stack. here's what happened. Herb. I didn't read... California. I haven't read anything in a lot. I would, like, read some stuff intermittently. Um, for my birthday, I got, um... Oh, what the heck? Uh... Pepsi. Yes, for my birthday, I got Pepsi. Um, thanks, babe. Um, <laughs> no, dang You're it. Welcome. I can't remember what it is now, so I'm going to skip it. Um... It was a big, was it like a it's big a like, giant, omnibus? Yeah, like a giant omnibus. It's uh, Miyazaki. Um, it's a big anime. It no, it starts with an N. Um, I want to say Naruto, but that's not it because that's totally wrong. It's a movie by Miyazaki, and it's about these giant bugs, and I can't remember what it's called. For we'll get better thing. at this, guys. We're, we're, we're yeah. going to get better it's at this. It's been a while. It takes us a while. But I was reading that on and I was reading that on and off because it's two giant mangas, and so that was really doing it. But then we went to we went to Newport, and I hadn't read anything. I hadn't read any comics in a while, and so I picked up. Uh, I Father's Day bought myself stuff. Um, yeah, I was like, "What do you want on Father's Day?" I said, "Don't worry about it. I just bought myself five comic books." Uh, but then she still got me stuff because she's a great wife, as she looks at me right now. Um, but so here's your Father's Day cannoli. <laughs> Bam. So I read, we had read for the show, Alex and Ada. Yeah. Unfollow. Uh, so I got Unfollow Second. Got it. Alex and Ada, the second volume of that. Both great. We've been talking about that. And you got Black Science, too. I, uh, uh, no, I got, I got Black Hammer. Four? No, oh, Black I, Hammer. I got Black Hammer, which is Lemire's. Uh, it's a dark horse book he's doing. So, um, Alex yeah, and Ada, as soon as yeah, 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 as soon as I read Unfollow, uh, I did the second part of it. I thought it and I thought it was only twelve issues, and so I'm like, oh, that's it. I'm gonna finish mm. it. Or, and and I got to the end. I'm like, well, shit. I need to finish this now. It was really good. The second the second half of it, that second volume is really of good. Unfollow. Yeah. The first volume we were kind of like we, we liked, liked it, it, but we we're like, where's this going? Yeah. yeah. Um, I really enjoy the second second volume of it. Uh, and I ordered the th- as soon as I finished. The third reading is already it, out too. Uh, yeah, it's all done. So the, yeah. the story's over. I was on the. I, we were in California. I finished that volume, and I'm like, well, I'm ordering that right now. And I wow, ordered okay. the third one right oh, away. Oh, says a lot if you go yeah. right into the third. And then I read Alex and Ada. I was at Comic Con in Phoenix, and uh, this is why I got. Um, I bought Alex and Ada for five bucks. Alex and Ada two for five bucks out of a cheap bin at Comic Con in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I like where this is going. This is good. I remembered why we liked the first one. I, mean, I can't remember where the first one left off, but I know we, everyone kind of enjoyed that. I was with Sobek on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah. I, and so that one's only three volumes. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to order volume three because I, I want to see where this I want to see where this oh, goes. Oh, so you're really, you're really. Well, because it's only both of them are only trades. both of them are only three volumes, and so I'm like, well, if I could finish these stories, I want to I want to finish these stories, yeah. um, because you and I haven't done podcasts where yeah. I've had to just read a new book every every yeah. month. Uh, then I read. Oh, before you get into your your the new stuff, yeah. Let me tell you of a sequel that I also finished. What did you finish for my birthday? 
I finally got the entire series of Lock and Key. Oh! Yeah. So what, what's happened now is my brother-in-law uh, has uh, listened to the Christmas list episodes. <laughs> so now I actually, I'll get things like, uh, I got a preacher statue he got nice. me for Christmas. And then uh, my parents like, what can I get him? And he's like, get him the Lock and Key. Like, what, my, my seven-year-old parents like, what? Like a, lo- a key and lock? A key and lock? Uh, <laughs> so they got it for me. Great series. Great series. I think I would recommend you reading the rest of it. Put it I on would, a Christmas list. I would list. love to. We'll it's just a to giant it. amount of reading. Yeah. Those go by pretty quickly, though, because okay. they, they're the glossy pages, so yeah. it seems thicker than they are. Yeah. But really good. I can't wait to see when the TV, they finally pick show? it up. Yeah, it's been like picked and dropped yeah. like three times. But uh, we've been talking about that for years about finishing that, and I feel really proud of myself. Well, congratulations, dude. It's like, it's like when I read all of Why the Last Man, and I was like, Glad I did that. Yeah, yeah. Glad I did that. Um, Completest. I, you know what? And that's really what it is. I, you know, both of those, both Unfollow and Alex and Ada are three volumes. And we read the first volume, and I was like, all right, I'll pick the second volume. The second volume was really good. Uh, the other thing that I read um, was uh, we were just talking about Jeff Lemire. Jeff Lemire uh, has a dark horse book called um, Black Hammer. Yes, I've heard of it. Yeah, that's like and, kind of superheroes, but like a different take on them. Right. Like, so essentially what he's done is he has all of these, uh, what's the word when it's that character, but it's not really that character? An uh, anag- it's not anagram. Uh, um, like amalg- amalgamation? No, that's an no. amalgamation. When it's the same, like if I were to write a Sherlock Holmes book, but it weren't Sherlock Holmes, it weren't. It wasn't Sherlock Holmes, but it was like Rudy the Analogous Detective. character? No, that would yeah, be Yeah, it's shit. But anyway... <laughs> We are really bad at this job. Right we now. are, we're rusty. <laughs> we're rusty. Not, we're not shitty. We're rusty. Yeah. Uh, so and don't heckle us. Yeah, my wife. Shoot! Is, shoot! Get out shoot, of here! Shoot! <laughs> Cat lady. Um, so, um, essentially, and this is this is what I mean. I want. I either want Jack Kirby, off the wall comic book is shit, or I want you to take these characters and just tell a really good like personal story about them. Mm. So what Jeff Lemire has done is he's taken all these, like what would be characters in Marvel or DC, I think they're DC characters. And he's essentially said, Nope, I'm going to make my own version of them. Kind of like Alan Moore and the Watchmen. Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah, I'm going to make my own version of them. And instead of telling a superhero story, I'm going to tell this very sort of personal human story Mm -hmm. about these superheroes. And so I read volume one and maybe it's because I was in Newport beach and the weather was fantastic, but I read it like that, and I was like, "Nope, I'm ordering the next one." And I just started reading the the second volume last night. It is really good, and I think Jeff Lemire. I've read some of his super superhero stuff where he wrote he wrote Green Lantern, and it was all right. And he wrote some. That, I didn't uh, read that. I think I read a couple of those well, bloodshot. And, we, and we watched that, um, or we read that uh, the robot one he did. Right? Did he do the one with the little boy? The Descender. And, yeah. Yeah. And it's it's okay. I like Descender, but it, it got a, it's it's a little the hard sci-fi got a little too out there for it. And I love hard sci-fi, but um, I was gonna say that's like it's it's very like Dune, it should really Dune Blade it, Runner. I should really like it, but I, it was I read it in single issues. And it was really hard to read in single issues. Um, but reading this in a train, it is he's taken these characters that are sort of like um, stand-ins for superheroes, you mm-hmm. know, um, and written a real kind of personal story for them they kind of get pulled out of their world and get thrown in somewhere else. And I go, they sh- like DC should have just given him the justice league and let him write a this. justice league story. That is this. How's the art on that? The it's, camera? it's very much, um, it's, a, it's, is it realistic or is no, it cartoony? It's so. very much 
it's like Jeff Lemire is drawing it, but he's not. He found okay. an artist who's very similar to his style, but a little less indie. It's a, it's a pretty indie comic I was gonna book. I say, it's probably going to seem pretty indie if it's got that kind of artwork in it. Right. It's a pretty indie-looking comic book, um, but it's not it's not as indie as like Underwater, Underwater Wild Welder or, or stuff like that. The other one I read, and you, I'm going to give it to you before you go so you can read it. Uh, Jeff Lemire did a book called Roughneck, and I may have talked about it on the show, and I just don't remember... Um, but it's about, um, it's a real indie book, very Canadian. It's about hockey and a, like a hockey player, oh, hockey, eh? uh, hockey, eh? uh, and it is so good. And then I go, that's why I love Jeff Lemire because yeah, yeah. he writes really good human stories. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and he, that's, that's all I want him to do. And, uh, black hammer is, is it takes these and then Dave Stewart's doing color on it. Who did all the Hellboy stuff. Do you stuff? think he's taking them? Do you think or he BPRD? just needs a paycheck? And that's why he has to take like you know like blood shots and things like that. Well, I think that's I think that's part of it, and I think you also want to know how do I can I can I think it's probably like can I write that stuff? Yeah, it's a challenge. I think it's probably a different. You, you're, yeah, you're trying I, to flex a different muscle. But I, but I feel like Jeff Lemire has so much like heart and soul in like his individual projects that just doesn't aren't there on like the the bigger. The well, bigger. I think there's more editorial stuff in yeah, it too, sure. right? Like yeah. when you're writing green when you're writing Green Arrow or you're reading or you're writing a you're writing a DC book. There's a lot of editorial to it. Unless they're going to give you carte blanche, which I mean, if you're going to hire someone like Jeff Lemire, I, I don't understand why you wouldn't give them carte blanche. And you know who you're, you know who they're giving carte blanche to? Tom King. I'm telling you, this Batman story, he's doing whatever he wants with it. And you this, love, you love Tom King so much, you love all Tom's nuts. Tom King's nuts. <laughs> and then, Tom King, if you're out here, do not let Josh King don't. hear you. Uh, and then Mr. Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. Miracle. No. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He does Mr. Miracle. Mr. 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 Miracle. Is just fantastic. Is that what you call uh, Tom King? That's what I call Tom King. <laughs> Tom King is my Mr. Miracle. Is that what you're gonna say? Have you plotted what you're gonna say to him when you finally? Meet I don't think person? I could. I don't think I could. Here am I, Mr. Miracle. I saw Mitch Garretts who write who draws Mr. Miracle at uh, Ace the Acme Comic Con, the Arizona Comic. Oh, he was Expo. here for that. Yeah. Well, he lives in Gilbert. So, so oh, yes. uh, Garretts lives in Gilbert, and I saw him, and I was like. Dude, I really like Mr. Miracle. And I couldn't talk to him. And I don't know yeah. why. Like, it was just, I don't know, because he lives and here. And Sheriff Babylon. Yeah, Sheriff Babylon is great. Fantastic book. Uh, but you know who I saw there? Who I got to draw me a Dune piece. Uh, uh, Andrew McLean. Oh, really? Who did yeah, Head Lover. Head Lover. And then he did, remember yeah. he did uh, Apocalyptic Girl? Yeah. He did. I a, know, that was like your, like that, before Tom King came around, that was like your go-to I do love crush. Andrew, I do love Andrew McLean. He did a Dune piece for me. It's like a giant worm coming out of the sand and like the little the little uh, dune guy in front of oh, it. Oh, that's cool. That's dune, cool. It's, it's so good. I'll show you who before Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, I got to see him and I talked to him for a little bit and I had him sign my head loppers that I got from Kickstarter. He's Did like, you ever get that doll? I do. I have yeah, the head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do. I have the plastic yeah, doll yeah. and I also have the witch's head, a stuffed bag of the head. You have like the, like any merchandise with head lopper, you have like I, all four pieces of merchandise do, to it. I do. Um, but I had like the original Kickstarter run, the ones that he did on Kickstarter, and I brought him in for him to sign. He's like, where did you get these? I'm like, no, I did the Kickstarter for him. He's like, really? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, these are really hard to find. And he's like, I, there was a, he's like, he told me the story where. Um, Remember you from the podcast? He he's did. Like, I, that's what I told him. Like, <laughs> yeah. I said, you did our podcast. He's like, oh, that's right. He's like, your daughter read Apocalyptic Girl yeah, with you guys. Yeah, yeah, I said, yeah. yeah. Um, and he goes, that's awesome. And so he goes, um, he saw a kid at a show and he doesn't have those originals anymore. All he has is like volume one and volume oh, two okay, yeah, yeah. that, that image did. So he was trying to buy them back. He, no, he kicks them off and this, in this, he said that this young kid came and said, do you have any of the original ones? I'd like to have you sign. He's like, no, I don't have those, man. Like they're gone. Yeah, they're yeah. gone. And he said he came back with them 
and he bought it for like like he like this kid bought the initial volume one for 90 bucks at, con- wow. at this Comic-Con and brought it for Andrew McLean to sign. And I just have it like sitting in, it's just in my office. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so like, I'm like 90 bucks? Dude, I'm going to sell this on eBay. Yeah, <laughs> but, no kidding. But I'm not going to sell it. Well, it's a very, yeah. <laughs> but, but he was <laughs> you like, you hear that? We're not selling it on eBay. He was really surprised that I had it. I was like, of course, like that's like, yeah. Like I'm OG fan. Yeah, I'm an OG. I'm an OG head lopper. Uh, but that was really good. I really enjoyed that. As far as regular Comic-Con, I was a little bummed that you and I didn't have a Comic-Con this summer, Travis. Or last summer. It's been, we, oh, went no, to, we, we went Vegas, to Vegas, Vegas last, last summer. I was actually looking up cons that we could go to. <laughs> there was a Boston con, and I was like, ooh, all these places. But I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, Gabby's not going to let you. You're already working like crazy. Yeah. But then I'm like, maybe she wants him to leave. Maybe. And after hanging out with you guys tonight, I think I'm leaning towards the second one. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I, went to, I went to Phoenix Comic-Con. Uh, which is which was called Fan Fest. Fan Fest this year. Comic Fe- Fest. No, Phoenix Phoenix Comic Fest. And now they're calling it Phoenix Fan Fusion next year. Oh, that sounds so horrible. It's Fusion. Awful. Where's the fusion come from? I don't know. Because what are they fusing together? They took comics out of it. What? Right, so they're not fusing it. They, they've unfused. They've comics unfused from comics. From it. So I went this year. So Doc- there's, there's gonna be no comic vendors or like very. few? There are. I mean, there's very few right now. Doctor Dan and I went, and we hit the floor. About we were at we went Sunday. At like 9.30, I met him out there. We had a beer at 9.30 in the beer garden, which was great. So the one thing they did great is the lines aren't inside. Literally, they have like five security guards. You scan your thing. They patch it down. You're in. You're good. Okay. Uh, so that went really fast. The problem is – and there's a beer garden outside. Also bonus. Also plus. The bad thing is – it's just a bunch of garbage. It's like going to a real shitty flea market. Yeah, yeah, like like those bobbleheads and it's and, just and it's just Funko surprise boxes. Funko and, pops as far as the eye can see, and just swords. Yeah, and and look, you know that I'm always looking for like some indie artists or something. Nobody, very few people come to Phoenix for this. Um, not enough people to like. To really go, yeah, that's great. Um, Brian Azzarello is there. Ooh, that's good. So Dan and I talked to Brian Azzarello, but I didn't know how what the line would be like, and so I didn't bring any of my uh, I didn't bring any of my uh, Wonder Woman stuff because I was like, I don't I don't want to carry all this in with me. I don't want to wait for him to sign it. I don't know how long the line is going to be. There was no line. We were the first people in line. At the DC booth. Oh, that tells you like how like little people care about. And like, then Scott Snyder was supposed to be there, uh-huh. and he left. Like he uh, he showed up, and then it was like I, there's, there's Capullo not... was supposed to be there. He was gone. They were like, like they were booked. They were and booked they didn't to show be up, there, or like they showed up. And I like, don't. I, not... I think they were supposed to be there Saturday and Sunday, uh-huh. and they were not there Sunday. So they they, they so they were there on Saturday. Though. I think so, okay. I, but they weren't there on Sunday. And I and like the ticket prices were more this year. And we heard several vendors talk about how there were just less people there. Wow. I think the ticket prices were too much. And it and I think that do you remember the dude with the knives last year? Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah, so yeah. I think that scared some people off. Plus the ticket prices were higher. I, I mean like the like the people that they got in, like what you had William Shatner and then it was like yeah. no no one else really. And then it just it I want to go dive through long boxes yeah. of, of Vegas stuff. was good for that. And Vegas was great for that. But for this People brought stuff that they wanted to make money off of. And so it was it wasn't anything that I wanted. And so I found it. I bought a couple things. I bought a giant sized uh Conan, first time in oh, color. Nice. 
Um, oh, is the first time it had gone to color? Like, yeah, so it's a Marvel. Uh, it's like one of the giant knot. It's like a newspaper size. Yeah. Um, and so it's like the first time in color one, and so I got that. Um, I did grab a uh, Sinkevich Daredevil Marvel graphic novel. Um, that's gorgeous. Uh, you know that I love those sort of French size. I, I saw you Marvel, post the yeah, cover on that. Marvel one. graphic novel ones. So I got that, but those are really the two things that I bought that were like, ooh, this is yeah, some like, weird yeah, thing yeah, I wanted yeah, yeah. to find. I here's what I know: I will never find another Time Beavers. <laughs> it won't. You've been, you've been looking for it. You're like, have you even Googled if there is another Time Beavers? I don't want Time Beavers too. I just want, want to find something, something equivalent to equivalent yeah, yeah, yeah. to finding Time Beavers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in a rando box. We had but some no good finds last year in Vegas, but yeah. I think we got... Because it was Vegas. Because yeah. it was Vegas. I, I just don't think I'm going to find that stuff at uh, at Phoenix anymore. And I talked to one guy, and one guy's like, I don't have a store. I just do cons. But I have a bunch of that stuff. So give me a call, and you, I'll, I'll pull but, stuff but, for you. But yeah, it's like... But you don't want to like... You don't want to have someone to bring it. You want to like no, stumble on... and I don't want to go to some dude's house yeah, and yeah, like yeah, look yeah, through... Because yeah. then he... Then I have to and buy something. And then he something. expects to buy it, yeah. I have and to he's buy gonna, something. He's going to charge you not like... The, he's not going to put it out for like a, like 50 cents like you would get... He knows a, what I want. Yeah. And so he's going to charge me yeah. for that stuff. But the stuff that I want, no one brings because... It, it's like the the dredges of yeah, comic yeah. book stuff. Yeah. Um, it's like the free comics that you get like in those JCPenney catalogs <laughs> when you store like 30 for but like that's $5. what I want. I have a Planet of the Apes with a 45 in it. And I found oh, it. Oh, with a 45 record in it? Yeah. Nice. I found it at uh, Half Price Books, this shitty Half Price bookstore. And I was like, this is all I want. How did I find this here? A Planet of the Apes comic book with a forty-five. Have you put the forty-five record on? I have not because I don't. You're like, afraid to ruin it. I just want it to Peel be. It off. I don't want to know what it sounds like. I just want to imagine. Sounds. I just want to imagine what it sounds like. <laughs> Uh, so, and that was my con experience. This is Charles Hessian, and I, I'm here to say, damn you, dirty damn apes. you, dirty apes. Uh, but, but uh, we we essentially, you know, I, I talked to Travis and. Um, I was like, you know, I, I, I think I was talking to Dr. Dan and I was like, you know, I, I just don't think I'm going to go next year. I don't know if it's, if, it's, if you didn't enjoy it as it much was this like year, then 60 bucks. Um, it was like 60 bucks and it was too much. Well, it's not even Phoenix Comic Con anymore. It's fan. Fe- it's, fan it's, it's, it's a whole different thing. So it's like you went to all the Phoenix Comic Cons that you've gone to and now they changed to something else. You're like, I'm not doing this fan fusion thing. But I think they do some in the winter, though. They said they aren't bad. Like they, the and I don't ones. know if they're going to do that winter one anymore. They did one. Well, Ace is here, and Ace is Ace Comic Con did their first one this year. But that's just a bunch of Did actors. Amazing come in the spring? No, again? Amazing's mm-hmm. done here. Yeah. Um, amazing. I almost I thought about, we should go back to Vegas. That was fun. That was That's this weekend, I think. But it's it's Vegas. Yeah. And you have to, like... You have to drink your way through Vegas. So that doubles your ticket price. That doubles your ticket price. So, Travis, how does it feel to be back? Do you, do you feel like we're back? It feels good. I think it goes, I think this is good. I yeah. think I caught up in everything. I am excited to get in talking about some comic books. Though. I do. I do want I, to talk I about some I need homework assignments. I know. You know? I'm, I'm telling you, and I know I just played my hand and said I really liked Black Hammer, but I think that would be a good one for us to do. Um... And I think we'd find someone to read it. We've got to do our yearly Jeff Lemire. We have to. There's got to be two Jeff Lemire books a year. Um, <laughs> and every Tom King book. And every, I do like Tom King, though, Tom so King I'm down book. to read any Tom King. Um, but I think I think those I think those I think that would be good. But we're gonna we're gonna put a list together, guys. We've been on a, a hard hiatus. 
and uh, we appreciate you giving us some time. But I think now that a teacher strike isn't imminent, uh, I can I can spare some Fridays and Saturdays to hang out with Travis. Yeah, Rats. and we're not waiting for guests. If no. we read something, we're just gonna go in and just talk about it. I think that's what if we're we doing. Can find someone. If you find someone, we're like, oh, we want this to read this. But if not, we're not holding back. Yeah, we're we just, just gonna it. we got we're gonna just bullshit about comics. Bullshit about that's we're changing. Guys, welcome to the Bullshit About Comics podcast. Welcome to the Bullshit About Comics podcast. I'm your host, Travis Ratz, and with me as always... Garth. You see how I switched it up? I like it. In the bullshit version, I'm doing the intro. It's like bizarro. Snatchback. It's like the bizarro version of comic <laughs> exposure. I am in. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for turning to the Comic Exposure podcast. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter, at Comic Exposure. I'm going to give Travis the reins to Comic Exposure uh, on Twitter, and I'm going to force him to tweet about stuff. Has that ever uh, worked? Has that ever worked? No, but I've never made you do it, and so now I'm going to make you do it. Uh, so you can follow us I'm on- like your Twitter wife? Yeah, you're, you're my Twitter wife. <laughs> uh, you can find us on, on, on Twitter at Comic Exposure. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Comic Exposure. And the website, you can find all of our own episodes, ComicExposure.com, uh, where we've got a boatload, a bevy, a slew- What's uh what's what's it called? A plethora? A, a plethora? A plethora? <laughs> Do you even know what a plethora means? Hefe. Uh, <laughs> El guapo. So uh you can find a plethora of podcasts on the Comic Exposure website. Easily organized too. Oh yeah. yeah. You month by month you can go back and find all the jams that we've read and we've talked about. Uh, so ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. I hope you'll stick with us. I know you've all taken us off your, uh, your iPhone. You've taken us off your, your Apple podcast list. Mm. Uh, but hopefully we're coming back in your lives, guys. We'll be back. Until that, till next time. We'll see you next trade. <laughs>